This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune, but with a twist. I'm Maya, a singer, a songwriter, video maker, and Oakland native. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. This month, we have some very special episodes. Each week, one of my friends will be taking over the podcast to share their favorite deep cuts with you. Rounding out this fun month of guest hosts is the lovely and very, very funny Noah Khan. You might know him from songs like Hurt Somebody and False Confidence. We also did a collab back in October of 2020 called Pride. Noah, take it away. It's 365 with Noah Khan. New facts every On this day in 2005, the very first video was uploaded to YouTube. The 19-second clip is called Me at the Zoo, and as its title suggests, it features YouTube co-founder Javed Karim uh, at the zoo. So let's look back at the story behind this video, the beginnings of YouTube, and its impact on internet culture since. It's hard to imagine a time on the internet when there wasn't a centralized place for sharing a video, but we had to start somewhere. After realizing that there wasn't a public website devoted to sharing home videos, YouTube was founded in 2005 by three early PayPal employees, Javed Karim, Steve Chen, and Chad Hurley. Sure, Vimeo had been founded a year earlier, but it was more catered towards professional filmmakers seeking to share their high-definition works. There wasn't really any place for people to upload to share with their friends, like the now-famous upload, Me at the Zoo, which looks like it was shot with the average digital camera that was a household item by then. The casual, shaky video is pretty mundane. All Javed Kareem says is, all right, so here we are in front of the elephants, and the cool thing about these guys is that, uh, is that they have really, really long um, trunks, and that's, that's cool, and that's pretty much all there is to say. Yeah, so all in all, it's a pretty underwhelming video. But at least Javed's zoo trip is more interesting than the first tweet from Jack Dorsey, Twitter founder, which reads, just setting up my Twitter. Twitter spelled T-W-T-T-R. More on that in our March 21st episode. But even though it wasn't exactly a groundbreaking game changer of digital video, what made the video so extraordinary is just how ordinary it was. It invited average people to share their own videos online, even if they were just saying, hey, look at this elephant. Even the name YouTube gets at this idea. For the first year of its existence, YouTube's slogan was broadcast yourself. On YouTube, anyone can be a star. And that idea still holds true today as average people become vloggers, gamers, makeup gurus, and of course, bedroom pop musicians. Just days after YouTube's launch, Saturday Night Live premiered a digital short called Lazy Sunday featuring The Lonely Island. These unofficial uploads garnered millions of views and drew eyes to YouTube for the first time, cementing it as a place where you go to watch viral videos. So many viral sensations would follow, like Charlie Bit My Finger, Keyboard Cat, David After Dentist, which is iconic, Sneezing Panda, Numa Numa, Leave Britney Alone, classic, and uh, just so many more. But now the most viewed videos on YouTube are songs and music videos, like Baby Shark, Despacito, Uptown Funk, and Gangnam Style. The Lonely Island's Lazy Sunday would soon get taken down for violating copyright, but in 2005, the internet collectively didn't have much of an understanding of what was or was not okay to repost. In some cases, 
YouTube users were reposting content from big companies like NBC, leading to these copyright issues. But as internet creators became more powerful, the table started to turn. In 2013, Warner Brothers used cat meme icons, Keyboard Cat and Neon Cat in their game Scribblenauts without permission. Warner Brothers ended up having to pay a settlement to the creators, and it goes to show just how powerful YouTube was becoming. Only a year after its creation, Google purchased YouTube from its three founders. From there, the platform continued to grow. By March 2010, 24 hours of video was uploaded to YouTube every minute. And even the Vatican had an account. By 2012, the Olympics streamed on YouTube. By 2018, SpaceX streamed a, a rocket launch on YouTube. And that was the second largest streaming event of all time. Even as platforms like TikTok grew in popularity, YouTube still remains a go-to spot for longer videos like educational explainers, makeup tutorials, ASMR, cooking videos, and uh, so much more. Since the pandemic, YouTube's user base spiked so much that the European Union had to ask services like YouTube and Netflix to reduce their bandwidth by 25% so that they didn't literally break the internet. Bandwidth is the amount of data that a website can send and receive and how fast it can load. So services with millions of users like YouTube and Netflix would occupy more bandwidth than, say, your dentist's website. But bandwidth is not infinite. So since there was such an increase in web traffic on these streaming sites, it was a legitimate concern that bored people watching cat videos while stuck inside might actually break the internet. Yes, streaming video was a necessity in those early days of lockdown, but there's only so much internet to go around, and the EU wanted to make sure that hospitals and medical personnel could connect to the internet and do their jobs efficiently. Social media really is that powerful. Crazy. To this day, the first YouTube video, Me at the Zoo, has 158 million views, but it remains Javed's only upload. Hey, you gotta quit while you're ahead. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now let's talk about some music. Today we're joined by special guest Keshi, who is here to talk about their latest release. Hey, what's up? This is Keshi, and I'm going to be talking about why today, April 23rd, is going to be an important day for me moving forward. And that's because I have a song releasing today with Madion. And if you don't know who Madion is, he's an incredibly talented DJ, producer, singer-songwriter, and artist. And to be honest, collaboration is something I've really struggled with as a creative because... I mean, it, it demands you to be really vulnerable and at least you can do it in the comfort of your own head when you're by yourself. But um, being able to open up to another person about that process that's so close to yourself is something I'm still getting used to, but I'm proud of having done it because for a long time I didn't think it was going to be possible. Um, just like how I didn't think being an artist was going to be possible. And it made me think that in a lot of aspects of my life, the biggest obstacle tends to be myself and if I'm able to convince him that it's possible, then it really is. So I hope that you guys have a wonderful rest of the day and that you believe in the me who believes in you. So check out Beside You by me and Maddie on, on all streaming platforms now. On this day in 2007, I was forced to go snorkeling with my parents in the Bahamas. And it was honestly a wonderful experience. And the idea of being an intruder in the ocean uh, was uncomfortable and problematic for me. But as soon as I saw the blowfish and the dorif kind of fish, like from Finding Nemo, I was pretty quick to uh, just accept the fact that I was going to be in the ocean a lot and I might as well get used to it and become one with nature uh, and become one with the fish habitat. You're not allowed to touch the fish. 
and I, I tried to the first time I was out there because they look so slimy and cool to touch. But the guy who was the instructor yelled at me. Um, and uh, yeah, it started a long and complicated relationship with the ocean. And uh, so I'm very grateful for April 23rd, 2007. Folks, thank you so much for going back in time with me. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and to come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with Noah Khan. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.